Hello, beautiful. Get your coffee. It's time for Coffee with Matilda, a journey to self. Today with Salim Jan, we're going to talk about grief. Grief is a natural response to losing someone or something that's important to you. Uh, you may feel it, a variety of emotions like sadness or loneliness. And you might experience it for a number of different reasons. Maybe a loved one died, a relationship ended, or maybe you lost your dear job, or even different changes or sometimes like illnesses. Everyone grieves differently. So today we're going to talk about it and we're going to maybe talk about different stages of grief. Salindran. Yes, thank you, Matilda. And of course, I'm Salindran Buller, uh, a podcast uh, uh, at Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener with real stories and expert advice. Yeah, we're going to be discussing grief because during this process that we've just gone through uh, on the world stage, uh, many people have lost or felt the loss of something. Mm -hmm. And so they could have been a part of someone else's loss. And because of them experiencing it, they uh, in turn have gone through emotions and processes uh, with someone else. Um, you know, Matilda, you're right on when we talk about uh, feeling sadness, loss or loneliness, even feeling a uh, feeling of regret is really a part of the grief process. You know, many, many of us have probably gone through life where we've turned around and we've probably said to ourselves, or maybe even out loud, I'll never get over this. I will never get over this. Because the pain and the helplessness and the hopelessness that we're feeling you know, sometimes it's abandonment and sometimes it's depression uh, that we're feeling and we're sensing and we're going through is so great that we almost feel that we are not ever going to get over this. And then what happens in the process is that you're reaching out and you're looking outside of yourself to see who can come in to help me because I don't think I can do this. I do not think I can go another step with this, um, you know, great uh, tragedy or loss. Um, and you're right, you know, sometimes it is. Sometimes it's a loss of job. And sometimes, don't forget, it could be, it could be something like losing a title. Instead of getting a promotion, you've got a demotion. It's a, it's, right? It's a subtle thing, you know? So, you know, um, many people will have had, um, you know, thoughts of, you know, where have all the years that I've, that I've wasted, where have they gone? Because, you know, they could have done something differently. Yeah. They could have done something. And it's a real regret, you know, it's a real regret when they're looking back and focusing in on things. But I think where I really think um, the listener needs to, you know, delve into and look at is where is this emotional, you know, pain coming from? Where is it coming from? 
And realistically, you know, Matilda, um, you know, we've spoke we've spoken um, about this at length. It's about um, it's about attachment. It really is grief on any level is that you have attached yourself to something or someone outside of yourself. But isn't that beautiful in a way? I think. It is beautiful, but it is, it is, except that when you're grieving, when you're grieving, you're not thinking about the beauty of what you're losing. You're not thinking of, oh, you know, I could get through this. What you're actually thinking is, I'm, I'm, you know, I, I am losing a part of me, depending on how attached you are. For instance, you know, um, you know, a little boy loses a puppy. He doesn't know how to handle that. He doesn't know where this puppy has gone. And then you, you watch this young boy grow up. I mean, don't we kind of go, like not all of us, but some of us, some of us go through a grieving process of I am never, I'm never gonna be this age again. There's a grieving mm-hmm. process there because I think as, I have that. <laughs> right? Because you're losing something. And what that loss is, is a diminishment of who you truly are, that you think you are in this moment right here, right now. But if you go in, into the jungle and you look at, you know, the lion who goes and hunts down a zebra. The zebra is going to try to get away, try to get away, try to get away, because it's, it's innately programmed in us to survive. But at some point, what's going to happen is the zebra is going to give in and go with the process of, I will not live forever. Do you understand? This too shall pass. And so the zebra doesn't fight it. The zebra doesn't have an emotional fit and trauma. And, you know, it's a cycle. And there's cycles within cycles within cycles. So it, it really is an understanding of who you are at a deeper level. And, and as an adult, as an adult, having just lost my father, I accepted the fact that he was going to cross over. He was turning 91 in another month. It was the acceptance of him crossing over because we all do. That made it easier. The other thing is that, you know, if someone is, is grieving, they also have to, they also have to look at, you know, who is grieving? Is it the child in me that's grieving? Is it the parent in me that's grieving? Is it the adult in me that is grieving, is feeling this pain? Because sometimes it's your traumas from childhood or, or the good times you had in your life when you, were, you know, when you were going through whatever. All of a sudden, now, now you look at it, you really have to question. You have to question And as you question, you'll be able to accept it. You know, how how is it that one person can lose a romantic relationship very easily 
and, and another, it's a huge tragedy and loss and has to bring in, you know, 50 different friends to come in and, and, and help, help, uh, you know, this devastated individual. I think these people don't see the reality of life. Um, losing a loved one yeah. is a very different ball game. Uh, I mean, if your loved one is, is dead, uh, especially, for example, for parents when their loved, their children are dying, it's a very different ballgame than, I think, losing a romantic relationship. Um, and I found something, actually, and it's very interesting. I've, uh, I'm going to share a book that I think can be very relevant to our conversation later on and how people can move on from that kind of a grief. Um, but for me, it's fascinating as well, like how can a, pe a person from a romantic relationship, they get very devastated. Maybe they don't even understand how love works. Maybe they don't even love themselves, I think. Because if you really love yourself, you will realize there are going to be other people that are going to love you anyways. Or even if doesn't, nobody loves you, you still love yourself. That's it. All you need is you. And then I'm sure you are an amazing human being. You're a lovable human being. Other people, you will meet other people. And this pain even is beautiful. But I think once, you, once you're losing someone that you really love, which I'm very scared of, I'm scared of grief. Isn't that funny? I'm, like last time we talked about fear, I'm afraid of grief because I don't think I've I had any grief in my life. Okay, I've the uh, my grandparents died, mm, but you know I feel like that's a normal cycle of life. Um, but I'll be very scared if something happened to my parents. I don't know how I'm gonna handle it. But that too, don't you ever think though, Matilda, that too is a part of the cycle of life? I mean, if the grandparents have gone, next in line would be the parents. Yeah, but I hope I'm going to be in my 60s, 70s or something. I don't know. I don't know how the calculation works, but I'm very old. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, or I'm yeah. afraid of having a child and my child dies. I don't know. I don't even have a child. I'm not even married. See how the how the process works. I'm not even married. I'm worried about oh, when I get married and I have a child and this child dies, I'll be devastated. So I don't know what it is, but I'm very afraid of that grieving. But I don't know if I ever had any grief in my life. I don't know. Did you ever lose a pet? Did you no. ever lose, did you ever lose something um, which is really near and dear to you that you felt belonged to you, which almost became an extension of you? I mean, maybe relationships, yes, but I yes. always had, like, okay, I always thought, I mean, I had a beautiful time with this human being, but now it was the time to to finish it, to move on. And for my other, I'm getting ready for my next chapter. And actually when I was moaning about that relationship, there was a beautiful feeling as well. There was a beauty in that pain as well. I felt like I was alive because I love that human being very much. And letting go, it's beautiful. Uh, feeling this um, pain is 
nice as well. I don't know. I never, I don't, I, maybe I'm not normal. I don't no, know. But no, maybe... it's not, it's not about being normal. I think it's more about questioning yourself really, yeah. you know, um, why is it that you feel that yet you, um, that you feel that you can get through pain and that you enjoy the pain and it's beautiful. And yet you also have, um, this kind of regret and n no desire to look forward to your parents passing away. And yet it's a very, very um, known fact that come a certain, you know, certain time that parents are going to leave the face of this earth like every other living being on the face of the earth. Yeah. Why? And so that, I, th I think there it, we go back to, uh, back to questioning yourself, you know, what emotional needs are those people or things filling inside of you? What emotional needs are they filling in you? And then all of a sudden, once you go into that questioning, then you'll be able to handle it a little bit more and question the answer that comes up, right? Um, and I know that uh, through the grieving process, for any of the listeners out there, I know for myself, when my um, mother and my father have both uh, have both crossed over now, um, you know, we went through a series of steps and stages. And I just want to share that with with you. Um, and these are universal. These are things all over the planet. It doesn't really tie into one uh, uh, particular cultural group. And they discovered this back in the 60s, that there's five steps that when you are going through grief that you will go through. One is the denial process. You know, you're going to go through the denial and isolation. And it's basically a defense mechanism that basically kind of allows you to handle the shock of the loss. It's really to help you get through the emotions. The second stage that you go through is, of course, anger. And anger is usually, um, you know, you think it's directed towards the person who's dying and leaving you behind, maybe, um, and, and now you're alienated and by yourself. Um, or it could be towards yourself, because what you're doing is you're, um, rationally, we know that the person is not is not supposed to be blamed but emotionally we may resent the person for causing us so much pain because they're leaving us like what are we going to do without them and so there's a level of anger and then of course there's a little bit of guilt that comes up with that anger because why are you even feeling this and and going through this process right the third step is of course um you start to bargain you know, if only you had gone yeah. to the doctor, if only you had done things differently, if only you had spent more time, maybe ate better food or whatever it is. And, you know, what you're trying to do is at this point, what you're trying to do is postpone what is actually coming. And you start to, um, you know, make a deal, make a deal with the person who's who's going away or maybe make a deal with God to see how you can keep them around or maybe keep yourself around. Right. And the fourth step is depression, right? You go through depression because, you know, you're in a state of sadness and regret. And from that, you 
actually keep spiraling down the vortex into depression. And we worry about, you know, things like costs and burial and, you know, depending on your cultural belief system, how is everything going to be coordinated? And yet, and yet you haven't been able to fully allow for the sadness and all the emotions that are coming up and you're trying to coordinate all these things that the that the world has created these are the normal things you do right mm -hmm. and um you know and so of course you know we 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 also have to look at that in our grief we you know how much time did we spend with them uh you know and um uh you know, there's two types of, of, of depression. One is, you know, the, the depression where we turn around and we're worrying about costs and all of that stuff and, and it turns into depression. The second thing is, um, is it's a little bit more subtle because you're by yourself and it's very private and you're preparing, you're preparing to separate and to say goodbye to do the farewell and the love oh, and express how much they meant to you or you meant to them or whatever. And the very last stage, the very last stage, and they don't come in this order. I, I want to really emphasize that. They don't come in this order, but you are going to go through all five of these stages and they may be mixed and they may come in a different order, but the very last stage is acceptance. Acceptance. People um, who are grieving do not really, you know, don't really understand, but at some point, like all emotions, there's a level of acceptance and we have to move forward. We make peace with it and we go forward in life. And, and that is the very, you know, the last step of it, you know, uh, you know, and once, and once you've grieved, you know, you really start to evaluate, uh, evaluate your life, you know, it's like, you know, you'll never go out with that kind of person again. You'll never put up with that kind of boss again. You know, you'll never, you know, or, you know, um, for myself, you know, I'm going to consciously live my life more fully and make sure that I take more time out for my loved ones because at the end of the day that's all that mattered that that will be the only thing that will matter you know I saw it I saw it with my mother I saw it with my father you know and it really gave me an opportunity to learn from from my parents crossing over how do I want to live the balance of my life, you know? And um, so I think it's, it is a beautiful process. It is definitely a, a beautiful process. And, and um, remember, as long as there is life, there is hope. Yeah. Right? <laughs> but how can you get, uh, for example, right now I'm getting... I mean, very emotional, even talking about it. So how can I get ready for this? Do I need, how can I be ready for this event? Because I don't want to get devastated. 
No, you don't. And, um, and again, you know, um, Matilda, uh, for you and for any of the listeners out there, it's really to do some self digging, some self discovery about who are you and what's going on inside of you. You know, it's inevitable. You know that, you know, at some point, you are going to be faced with that. Yeah. Now, knowing that, you ask yourself, is it the adult in me or is it the child in me that's going to be grieving? And when you get that answer, you're going to say, what inside of me is going to feel something which I won't be able to handle? And so what happens is that you're going to have that come up. And <laughs> yeah, they all, you know what, your loved ones will have a special place in your heart. So like, how do you handle that? How do you handle like your mom passed away? How was it very devastating for you? Were you ready for that procedure? What was that? Like, yes. Can I yes. make myself ready for this? Yes, know. you can. Yes, you can. Um, because you know that it's the natural cycle of life. Now you have to figure out inside of you, what is it that that, that person, that person, how are they a part of your life and you feel your life is going to shift and change? And how can you, how can you get prepared for that part of your life? You know? So shall I get prepared without even the event happening? Oh, definitely. Emotionally, you should be prepared. <laughs> emotionally, because if you're emotionally not prepared, emotionally you're not yeah. prepared, then it's going to be very difficult. It really yeah. is <laughs> an internal, it's, a, it's an internal process. It's a very, very internal process. And I can tell you the process, my process, but it's not going to make sense because yeah. you didn't walk in my shoes. You didn't have my relationship. Right? Yeah. Exactly. Now I have to question that because even yeah. thinking about it, it's scary. Before, besides that, I feel like anything happens in my life I can handle. Whoever else, relationship, marriage doesn't work, it's okay. But if I lose a child or if I lose my parents, or maybe if I get a disease that I have to be in the bed all my life, that can rest of my life, that can be very devastating. I don't think I can survive from that event. So I don't know. Maybe I will. I don't know. I never happened. I never experienced the strength in me. Uh, but right now, if I'm questioning myself, I'll be like, oh, my God, I will die before the event happens. <laughs> no, I will die, but uh, I'm sure it's going to be very, very, it will be a very big tra tragedy for me. But, um, you know, the source, the, 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 the true source of your happiness, Matilda, the real source of your happiness is within you. Yeah. And so you're immune to all the losses in the world when you're full of happiness and love. Oh. Because Thanks. even that grief, then you will learn to love. It's the yeah. beauty of the falling leaves every winter, right? It's the beauty of watching the flowers bloom and then 
fall. It's the beauty of all of that, that you recognize that your time here is so precious and so valuable and that you should walk your life knowing that that's how precious it is. Wow. Right? You know, um, talking about this, uh, Salindra, and remind yes. me a book that was very beautiful for me, and I read it years ago, and mm -hmm. I want to read it again, because I think with age, you look at different aspects of it when yes. you're reading a book. So it's this uh, book of Viktor Frankl, um, yes. A Man in the Search for Meaning. Yes, yes. Uh, with an Australian, he's an Australian doctor. Austrian doctor and he studied neurology and psychiatry and um, he was in a concentration camp in Nazi time and he realized how some people survive in a camp and how some people die in in front of his eyes his brothers his parents his wife that was pregnant they all were killed and it was very interesting he said um, people who have meaning who you found meaning even in that devastating situation, they found meaning, they survived. Yes. And brought me, an, um, um, I mean, recently a dear person to my mom lost um, her child. And for me, I, I've been keep thinking how she can continue living because he was her everything. And I, this book came to my mind that maybe she needs to find another meaning she needs to find a different way that can bring meaning to her life maybe um and in this book it's interesting how they he says how you can have different meanings some people for example like scientists they uh find meaning with dedicating their life to invent something uh some people dedicate their life loving someone or loving something for example or you dedicate your life to be a hero, you know, with, with um, you know, like, a, I don't know, you do a revolution, you do something good for other people. That's and right. Everybody needs, everybody needs to do something productive, because if you're not doing something productive, then you're, you're becoming like the rose bush during the fall season, right? You're not growing, yeah. you're dying. So... And it was interesting that he was saying, um, like, to not be depressed, because lots of people, when they're grieving, they go through depression, and they go to um, addiction, anxiety, because they start drinking, or they start do doing drugs, for example. And how he, his system is um, preventing people to become like that, because he's like, you need to find a meaning, otherwise you will go in the wrong direction, and you might lose your life. So that's right and again and it's a beautiful book i have read it uh years back just like you um it is uh it it really shows you the courage and the power and the strength that lies within a human being and uh, it is a must read so i i totally agree with matilda on that one i think every listener out there should be definitely picking that up and it's one of the ones that you're going to put in your chest be um that you're going to give away before you cross over <laughs> <laughs> cross over one day but you know um 
on another note, you know, anyone who is going through grief, um, you know, some of the uh, telltale signs is that uh, you will you will see that an individual is quieter that the individual has different facial expressions and they may look, uh, you know, a little bit older because what they're doing is they're carrying a huge uh, invisible uh, load on their backs and their shoulders. And, and what they're doing is that they are not being able to pull themselves up and really look at, um, look at life as a beautifully orchestrated, um, uh, you know, system that, you know, that you're, you're born, you live a full life, and then you get old, and then you cross over, and it starts all over again, right? So I think, I think that, you know, um, and again, also the depression part of it is, you know, um, they, they say that depression is a regret of the past. Depression is a regret of the past, whereas anxiety is uh, is to do with the future and and imagination of the right. <laughs> and so, yeah, depression really is. You know, ha did you do everything that you truly wanted to, so that you do not go into depression when someone is crossing over? So again, you know, Matilda, really dig deep down emotionally for yourself because you know it's inevitable that your parents will cross, just like mine. Yeah. And um, yeah, you know, and the beauty, the beauty of someone um, grieving also and someone crossing over is that the dignity and the grace that they uh, that they show, um, you know, as they're crossing over is really their last gift to us because, you know, they kind of, you know, slowly stop eating and then they start stop, you know, kind of retreat a little bit and they're more quiet they don't feel like doing too much they don't feel like talking too much and it's such a beautiful graceful way of going it's like someone just goes to sleep and again you know and I know that there's a lot of um, people out there dealing with all sorts of things at this time you know could be a, a loved one that's going through a treatment of some sort or maybe they've uh, contracted the COVID, um, COVID bug and maybe they're checked into, you know, uh, ICU of some sort. Um, again, you know, uh, it, it's a process and it's an emotion that really requires for you to look internally rather than externally because that's where all the love and the happiness and the processes live is within you, you know. And um, so on that note, uh, you know, um, Matilda, it, it's, uh, you know, grief for me really puts life into perspective and how beautiful and how precious it is. That's a very nice um, statement you were saying, uh, Salindran. Also, um, before we started talking, you said, you know, some people might grieve for the life that they didn't live. That's right. Uh, I'm actually scared of that too. I'm scared of uh, 
to become old and realize that I didn't take the chances that I had to change, that I had the chances. Um, I never lived the life that I always wanted. And then I would, I wouldn't have any other time to relieve those again. Um, I think it's, it's important for a younger person to understand that life is very short, that you might, if there are opportunities right now in your life, you have to take it, you have to enjoy it and you have to leave it fully because time will come that you won't have that opportunities anymore. And, um, Living with my grandma, for example, it was nice because I saw that very clearly in front of my eyes, that this woman that was very, that really loved to have friends over, had guests over, dinner. At one point, she couldn't cook anymore because she's getting old. And you realize there are things that you feel like you can do it forever as a young person, or you don't even realize there's a time limit to it because you're too young or you're, you're not realizing it. But maybe by living with an older person, you realize there are limitations. So maybe you should enjoy it now. And um, so basically so you what want... you're saying is don't have regrets. Don't have regrets. Yeah. Have a fully lived life and don't have regrets. And I totally agree with that. Totally, totally agree with that. But I have to, I have to say, I disagree with one point. And uh -huh. that is, that is, I look forward to every stage and every step of my life, good, bad, indifferent, young, old, because I'm a little bit older than you, I think. And you know what? Every stage and every step is so beautiful, is so beautiful. You know, I used to, I used to look at my kids and I'd say, ah. Oh, this is this, I wish you could just stay here. But guess what? Then the next stage would come and I'd, oh, this is even better. Oh, I wish you could just stay here. And then it would the next and the next and the next. And you know what, Matilda? Life is beautiful. Full stop. Full stop. Just make sure you don't have regrets and live it fully. Live it fully because no one's going to live it fully for you. So how do you think as someone my age or younger maybe they're starting their adult life for example how, how do they need to analyze that um i think in my opinion is once you realize who you are self-mastery again coming back to the first episode we started then you will really understand what you like what you don't like in life and then you will start doing things that you really love uh, how do you think someone shouldn't have any regrets? What, what are the steps for a young person? Well, not having any regrets. I mean, if you're getting to a certain stage in your life and you're looking back and you're saying, gee, you know, I wish I did this. Gee, I wish you did this. Gee, I wish I did this. And it becomes a pattern of, gee, I wish I did do this, but I didn't. Well, then now it's become a pattern. And guess what? You are going to have regrets. Look for the patterns in your life, because if you're not doing something over and over again, then you know what? You're setting yourself up to have a great, big, huge regret, and you're not going to get that time back. And also, you know, um, your feelings are your key indicators. Always look at how you're feeling. The feelings will give you 
an indication before you even get to that uh, mind of yours telling you you have regrets. Very true. Also, I want to um, I want to see what you feel as well. I have this friend. She's a young woman. She's in her she's in her early twenties. I think she's twenty three, yeah. and she ended up a relationship. She's in a very very devastating stage in her life, and she thinks her life is ending. And I had a conversation with her. I'm like, oh, I wish I was your age. I don't care about relationship was the ending. You, you, have, you have an amazing age. Why are you depressed about this guy? When you so many guys will come in your life, you will, um, you will explore life in a different way. You might travel, uh, move different cities or different countries. You can meet different human beings with different perspective of life. Uh, but how do you, how do you, what is your suggestion to a young adult that they think their breakup or maybe not getting to the university that they want or not getting the job that they want is the end of the world? Well, the, you, you got to remember that the universe is so beautiful and so precise. Um, and the universe gives you what you need. Always, always. And so some of the lessons you need are not the lessons you want. Okay. And in hindsight, yes, you can say the 23 year old, oh, you know, if I were your age and oh, there'll be plenty of relationships. But you got to think that at that stage, her life, she's learning something. She's learning how to handle that. And so her lesson is what the universe is teaching her. And out of that will become something so beautiful and so perfect. And she doesn't know. Maybe this person today, right now, with her perspective, um, she may have felt, oh, yeah, you know, this is the end of my life as I know it. Mm -hmm. Because without this person, I would not be me. Do you understand? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and so so it's really really interesting because uh, when someone thinks that they they are only complete with someone in their life, that's a concept that some people have to learn still. Yeah. Like I am complete in who I am by myself in me. I know I am complete. I do not need another to complete me. But as <laughs> When you're younger, you think that way, right? Yeah. So that being said, you know, um, it's different levels. And, and um, you know, it really is about uh, navigating, uh, you know, yourself and navigating uh, what's coming up in you and looking at, uh, looking at how you're going to question yourself. Ask the right questions and you can get through anything. So let me ask you something, um, Salindra. Mm-hmm. Since your parents, both of your parents um, crossed over, how did you deal with that pain? Um, you know, something that um, maybe some people that haven't experienced it can, you know, remind themselves or maybe they're going through it, they can learn from you. Okay, so, you know, everyone's individual. And I want to, first of all, um, put out there that each individual thinks of grief and mourning differently okay Mm -hmm. in with me 
even compared to my own siblings, compared to everyone that I know, I handle death very easily. Mm -hmm. The reason I handle death very easily is because I have worked tremendously on who I am mm -hmm. my entire life. And I don't think there's a difference between me in this body and me not being here. Because the real me is the one that lives forever. My soul. I am my soul. I am not this body. So when someone crosses over, yes, I may feel some form of sadness. Some form of sadness. However, I know they're not dead, as we say it on earth. Because mm -hmm. I know that I have the ability to truly put myself in a high state of resonance and connect with that too. Mm -hmm. And you know, and I know in every culture, in every community, many people have communicated with the, their loved ones that have crossed over. Yeah. It's not that only that specific special person can. We all can. We all can. So for me, death is very easy very easy to accept because I don't believe that you ever die. I believe that you are eternal. You are your soul. And so I will meet you again. Do you believe in reincarnation? I do. And have you ever met someone that you feel like it's the soul of someone that you know? Yes, but we're going to leave that for another day because <laughs> there's a lot of people in the audience that probably are like, oh my God, right? Um, but yes, definitely, 120% because your soul is eternal. And in my eyes, the way I accept death is that you have decided to leave this and you're going to come back again. but maybe you won't have this you'll have something else so and i'm good with it i'm good with it because i want to change me i want to come back again with tuna <laughs> i don't want to change somebody else. Oh, just just accept it just <laughs> accept yourself your yourself is beyond what you see yourself is beyond yeah. what you see Definitely, I'm going to come back as a woman. Definitely. Okay, okay. Well, I want to we'll make sure my soul listens to this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, I, on that note, uh, I will say my farewell to the audience. I'm Solyndron Buller, the host of a podcast called Uplifting Humans, where we honor, empower, educate, and inspire the listener. And I'm Matilda. Uh, coffee with Matilda, journey to self, and um, today was a little bit of a sad note, <laughs> but you know I think it's the reality of life. So we all need we we all need to know about it, and we uh, we need to be open about it and talk about it because we sooner or later we're gonna through go through it. That's right. Till next time, ciao. <laughs>